0: I'm interrupting my own podcast to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is brought to you by Spotify and is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It will also help you distribute your podcast across popular podcast hosting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Best of all, you can make money from your podcast on Anchor with no minimum listenership. So for those of us just starting out, this is very helpful. And do you know how much it costs to have everything you need to make a podcast in one place? 100% free. Yep, you heard me right. You can do all of this and make money for free. So if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast, now is your chance. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back to the episode. Hi, I'm Yen. Hi, I'm Yvonne. Welcome to Lost and Refound Podcast.
1: We're a podcast discussing our personal journeys as modern Asian women and sharing inspiring stories from within our community.
0: We hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's get started.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode
0: of Lost and Refound Podcast. I'm Yen and we have Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. Hi, Yan. How's your week been?
1: Oh, week has been pretty good. I feel like it's always a really a great joy to be able to record with you guys, um, especially on a weeknight and I'm always learning more and I'm really excited for our next guest.
0: Yes, Yvonne and I both worked in the beauty industry as I'm sure most of you know by now since we keep bringing that up and we have been dying to talk about skincare. And guess what? Today is that day. Yay. <laughs> and we have a very special guest, Sanjana with us today. Sanjana is an esthetician and a nutritionist, and we'll be talking about everything from skincare to how what we put in our bodies affect our skin and our health. So please help me welcome Sanjana to the show. Hi, how are you?
2: Hi, I'm good. Thank you, Jan and Yvonne for having me in this podcast. It's my pleasure to be here and absolutely thrilled to talk about skincare and nutrition for today's podcast.
0: Yes, we connected uh, I think over over a month now, so we have been waiting for a month to record this episode, so we're both very excited. Before we get started, can you do a little introduction to our audience? Absolutely.
2: So I'll start by my name. Uh, My name is Tajana, and I wanted to tell you that as a, you know, as a human being, we all have three aspects that builds us. It's like with the mind, body and soul. So first I want to tell you about the soul, the purpose. I feel like the reason that I'm here, the solely being is that skincare. It's that skincare is something I truly am passionate about. I love to teach about skincare and I have worked in beauty industry for almost like eight plus years now. And I have a degree in beauty industry marketing and product development from Los Angeles. And I was a makeup artist before, and now I'm a licensed skincare specialist. So that's my background on skincare. But while I was taking a adventure of skincare, while I was learning more about this sector, there is a gap that i found and it was between like skincare product versus like what it helps with. And that's when it comes to the body level. So that's why instead of just having the license of skincare specialist, I went further and did a certification on holistic nutritionist. So after getting that perspective of how our body is affected and body is skin, right? So those are affected. And I started becoming becoming a true believer that skincare is not only about the products you buy, but it's also about like what you eat. And I started learning more about Ayurveda and all of those books that I read. And it tells you that food is the medicine. And I started becoming a true believer on that. So when I started connecting the mind and, and soul and body together, the mind came into the practice. So I started becoming like, um, doing the self care, like powerful self care every morning, like that started me as a totally different person. Now I became more like lovable, compassionate, and caring for all human beings, like simply love my life and started becoming more aware of things I do. And All of these, when I add all of those together with the mind, body, and soul, that prepared me to be a holistic skin coach, where I teach people, help people, not only about um, the skincare routine, but also improving their lifestyle, their mindset, and eating habits.
0: I loved everything you said there. (laughs) I love how you started with talking about the soul. Yvonne Mm -hmm. and I always talk about the soul. And I can tell from your energy, from your facial expression, that this is your soul purpose. This is what you are meant to do and you're doing what you are meant to do. So I see so much joy and so much fulfillment Mm -hmm. from just looking at you speaking. Yeah. And I love that um, as you started to learn more about skincare, you looked more into nutrition, Mm -hmm. right? Because that affects us not just inside, but our outer beauty as well. And Mm -hmm. most people don't think about that. I actually didn't really think about that until I started working in the skincare industry or in the beauty industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And lastly, I love what you said about self-care in the morning. That's Mm -hmm. something Yvonne and I have been actively practicing, especially last year. And I go in and out of it. I deal with depression. So when I go in depression, I stop doing those morning Mm self-care. And there's a huge difference to my mindset for the rest of the day. Right. So now every single day I'll do 30 minutes of meditation or I'll just sit there and drink my tea and just have 30 minutes to myself. And sometimes I'll put a mask on, you know, anything to kind of just set my mind and set my intention for the day. Mm -hmm. That mind body connection is so important especially when you start your day with a positivity
2: with your own self. And it's most likely when you start your day with a positive thinking about yourself, your rest of the day will be looking more toward positive. Because when you start your day with just looking at phone, what's happening on the outer world, checking on your emails, then you will start your day off with things to do and not about taking care of yourself. And I, again, believe that when you take care of yourself first, you will be able to take care of others easily.
0: Yes, absolutely. All starts with self-care. If you can't mm-hmm. love yourself first, it's hard to love anyone else because honestly, you're probably not very happy internally. So um, let's just go straight into our topic for the day. Mm-hmm. I would love to know, you know, what was your skincare routine like before? And then after you learned this whole nutrition piece, what did you change within your skincare to accommodate everything that you learned?
2: Yeah, sure. So, um, before when you look at when i look at the skincare world it was like glamorous beauty all of those things glorious you know like once you use a product you look like this is what i i portrayed and i feel like that's what most of people think when you use of the skincare product you look for instant gratification but i feel like there is a gap it's skincare is not only about the products you know it's it's about the routine that you follow it's about the things that you do ritually like and i i know why because you know when we take a look at the skincare industry we think it of as a beauty not as a personal care item and skincare is something i feel like you do it every day not only when you see the problem so that's when i started becoming more aware of and keeping it simple you know, there are lots of things always coming new in the market, and you try to hop on with everything that's happening with influencers, Instagram, all of those things, but only keeping it to this simplest form where you can do it like every day is um what I feel like. And that's what I've been making changes on. And now if I and trust me, when even though I'm a specialist on this, I do get acnes, I do get breakouts. And the first thing that I make changes is my diet. I take a look at what I have been eating past week and is it because of that what I've been getting this acne. Skincare is something that we portray as a product and not as a routine. It should be as a routine that you do every day versus just doing it when you have a problem. Since after I started becoming more aware about nutrition affecting your skin, now whenever I get an acne, even though I'm a specialist on this, I do get acnes. So when I get acnes, what I do first thing is I take a look at my diet. How was my diet past week? Is that what affecting me today? So before I change my skincare routine, I change my diet. That's what I do. And keeping the skincare routine simple is what you want. And it is a routine, not something you do it as an instant gratification.
1: And what you said about keeping your routine simple Mm -hmm. is so important because Uh, I think a lot of the times someone's thinking, oh, I have a problem. Let me add something and keep everything the same, but keep adding more. It's such a natural habit, especially when, you know, when I was younger, that was the first thing I could think about. Okay, so I'm having pimples, but my friend's using this product and that seems like it's working. So let me go ahead and buy that (laughs) without really looking internally and, mm-hmm. and gut checking and seeing what's happening in my own body that could be causing these differences. And I think that's so important to have that personal awareness as you mentioned because something that might work for someone else might not work for you. And exactly. it mean it's a bad product.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that's why I whenever people are asking me about like which product is good for me and it went on Sephora.com and saw like all those reviews, I would say, did you take a look at all the requirement of skincare like is your skin dry as well as the other person that you're reading reviews so because when your skin is not dry but the other person's skin is dry even though it's working well for that person the same product might not work well for you so that's why you always don't want to solely depend on reviews you want to know what is it that works for you and that's why you want to consult with person that know what you need, right? So that's why you ask the skincare consultant or um, know somebody and, you know, there are always people around there. Now you can just message them and they will be probably be able to answer you. So yeah, just not solely depending on reviews is something I would also, I would recommend.
0: Since I started working in the beauty industry, I have been really surprised by whenever my friends come to ask me for skincare suggestion. Number one, they don't really know exactly what kind of skin issue they might be having. They'll say, hey, I'm just oily, right? Or they'll ask me, what are you using? I'll use the same without checking with me. Well, what's my lifestyle like? How old am I? What kind of skin do I have? What issues do I have? And lastly, uh, if I do recommend something, I'll ask them, a month later, Hey, how did it work? They're like, I don't know. I, they don't, I don't pay attention to my skin. Then how are you supposed to know if something is working, if you're not paying attention to your skin? And I know some people will tell me, well, I'm not vain. I don't want to stand in front of the mirror all day. I'm not saying you have to stand in front of the mirror all day, but while you're putting on your skincare, observe your skin, right? If you're starting a new product, start with only one new product at a time, use it for 30 days. And then Probably if you had a before and after pictures, that'd be great. If not, pay attention. Are you noticing a difference in not just the way it looks, but in the way it feels? And then go from there. But it's just so surprising to me. Like you said, people want instant gratification. They want to know, hey, this is not working. Oh, okay. How about have you trying it? Two days? Okay. Well, skincare doesn't work like that. Yes. Makeup to me is instant gratification, but skincare is a longer routine, right? It takes time for your skin to get acclimated to new products. And sometimes your skin might even purge in the beginning where if you start using Retin you're gonna purge, you're gonna peel, you're gonna have acne, but then your skin will clear up. So all of these things you need to do research, understand what's gonna be like in the process before jumping in and saying, yes, this works. I will recommend to everyone I know or no, this doesn't work, I hate it.
2: Yeah, d- definitely. I, I agree to that, especially um, when we are using like a lot of exfoliation products nowadays, you know, when it's a hype or like, you know, it's very popular about AHAs, BHAs, lactic acid. All of those are a little bit stronger to use. And if you don't have a knowledge of how to use it and you overgo it in the beginning, That's why I, when I'm recommending a little bit stronger product, you always want to try it alternative days and see how it goes from there. And definitely give it a try. If it's like really aggravating your skin and you are getting a really reactive, then you need to stop. But besides that, you should give it a try.
1: And I think that also when we look at claims, especially as consumers, when you're thinking, a lot of that sometimes is marketing fluff and marketing material. And so sometimes consumers might confuse the two that if you're thinking, oh, wow, like this is what it's gonna work immediately, but really understanding that a lot of these products that we're talking about are cosmetics. They're only meant to be either temporary, um, even if you use it every day, or if it does have a long lasting effect that it will take some time because it's not as a, at a high dose on um, the active level itself um, as a drug, which you, know, you would, what you would use underneath a dermatologist or a specialist supervision. So I think that that's also something that uh, people really need to be cautious of um, and definitely reach out to a specialist like you when they do have these questions that, you know, don't try to <laughs> to hack your own skincare. If you truly like are looking just at internet <laughs> reviews or just, internet information, even if it's a magazine, like you really want to go to a reputable source and really trust those research articles um, because it's, there's a lot of information out there and not all of it's good.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, since you mentioned about the claims, I do want to say like, instead of looking at the packaging, how it looks like, you always want to look at the ingredient as well, like what it says at the back. I know it might be very difficult for you when I say that, but Before I suggest any products, I definitely take a look at the ingredients with the claim matches what it's saying. If the product says the retinol, it's a retinol-based product and the retinol ingredient is all the way at the bottom, that means it's not really having that effective ingredient. It's not giving you what it's been said in the label so that's why having not really solely depending on the claims on on what it says but also in the ingredient as well
0: yeah and correct me if i'm wrong so when i'm looking at skincare ingredients i usually now pay attention to the top 10 ingredients because like you said a lot of ingredients sometimes it's hard for consumer to know what they are you do have to do some sort of of research on it and it could be overwhelming if there's a host slew of ingredients. And I, I will actually recommend if there's a whole slew of ingredients, you can't understand, maybe don't go with that product. Mm-hmm. But I, my suggestion to people have always been, you know, if it's too overwhelming to look at ingredient, look at top 10, because that's what's going to be the majority of products within this product. So like you said, if you if this is a retinol product, and the retinols, you don't see that in the top 10, this is not going to have a lot of retinol in there for you. Same, Same thing, if you see like a, like preservative that's as like top the first or second ingredient then that's too much preservatives look for something else would you so, agree with that
1: yeah i would definitely say that it's it's true to an extent but use caution because a lot of the time some there's certain ingredients that are active at actually lower levels and having ah. higher mm. percentages of actives for example retinol like that's why it's at 0.025 percent 0. 0 that's actually active enough to be um mm. a prescription So that's not going to be high. You don't want that very high in your ingredient list, as an example. Um, But certainly like for other like glycerin, niacinamide, um, a lot of uh, more common uh, cosmetic ingredients that you can see. uh, They, yeah, definitely water. Like you'll you'll look for different Mm -hmm. ingredients like that. Um, You can definitely see them higher in the list. But yeah, so it's sometimes true for some actives and other times it's not true.
2: Oh, great. Yeah, great great to know this.
0: Speaking of water, so... I've heard both arguments, right? It's good to have water in your skincare ingredient or you shouldn't have water in your skincare ingredient. So I would love to hear from both of you as experts in this field, what's your opinion on this water, no water?
1: Yeah, I think it depends on the ingredient as a system. So a lot of the times just looking for like one ingredient in a formula doesn't tell you the whole story. So um, for example, like if you're using a serum, that claims a lot of hydration, you want water because a lot of what's going to add hydration from a claims perspective um, and even from a scientific perspective will be uh, water-soluble. Even extracts, right? Like even plant extracts, they naturally are water-soluble. However, there are a lot of extracts and actives that may be oil-soluble. So then you'd want to use an oil chassis Um, I think something common that I usually see is um, if you think about fat-soluble vitamins versus water-soluble vitamins, if you were to ingest it, like what is easier for the body to be bioavailable? Like what is easier for everything to be absorbed? Um, That's not quite a one to one ratio, but um, I think about it in terms of like what do you want the product to ultimately provide you? And if it's a water chassis, yes, you're going to have to have certain preservatives in it because it um, it's going to naturally grow bacteria versus having an anhydrous system. So a system without any water, you can probably get away with um, different preservative systems. Maybe it's self-preserving um, because it, the bacteria doesn't grow as easily.
0: Mm, so it's very much a marketing ploy when I see no water
1: added. <laughs> it depends on how they're using it I think it depends
2: (laughs) Hmm. those were something like I did not have any idea about too so good to know on that Yvonne
1: oh um, and Yvonne's a chemist yes oh okay so see I'm still learning there's there's always new research right coming out and I think that that's why uh, a lot of chemists we also don't know in client skin. So that's something the industry is trying to bridge those two uh, industries. And of course, like with estheticians, makeup artists, because everyone knows a piece of something and having this conversation, we're able to learn from each other and we're able to, to speak more. So I think Clubhouse is doing a great job. And a lot of influencers that have that platform, a lot of dermatologists are getting on Instagram and TikTok, spreading great information out there. I I cannot wait to see your TikTok (laughs) (laughs) because people want digestible information and having these real conversations, not just the fluff, it really gets to the heart of the issue, which is that everyone has questions and sometimes there's answers that taste good, that everyone like, okay, that's good enough. I don't need to know more because sometimes the more you dig, the more you don't wanna know (laughs) or the more you're realizing, maybe I should eat nothing. (laughs) Maybe I should use nothing. Um, I feel like
0: that sometimes yeah (laughs) more often than not these days
1: (laughs) yeah especially when you consume
2: a lot then you will be like I have a lot of information now what is right and what is wrong so you end up doing nothing instead (laughs) overwhelmed
1: (laughs) yeah so um and I think that sometimes when it comes to the conversations, a lot of people don't know who to go to. Like maybe they're embarrassed. Um, So I think that having such a friendly face like you being out there, that's exactly what people need. Your community and having that type of information so freely available, that's exactly what we want to, Um, encourage our listeners and encourage our community to keep reaching out keep asking those questions even if it's silly someone has that same question and it's probably you know and we don't mind answering it like again because it's important it's always important to remind ourselves because you can get so into the knowledge and get so into the industry that you forget the whole world you forget exactly what's happening (laughs) Um, and why it's important
2: definitely and you know sometimes people feel like it's intimidating or what if they don't even answer your question? I would just ask. If you don't even ask, then your answer is always going to be no. So always ask. And this is something I love talking to. So if you ask me a question, I'll be more than happy to answer. It just, it just depends on if you're asking me when I'm too busy, then yeah, I'll take time to reply to you. But yeah, definitely reach out to people while they are there because they love talking about it. So definitely reaching out is always a good option.
0: Um, another question I have is your thoughts on preservatives in skincare. Is it necessary or are there certain preservatives? Like, Is it better to go with a natural preservative or are chemical preservatives okay in skincare? Because nowadays there's so much discussion on preservatives and clean skin. So we we'll love your opinion on from either of you on that.
2: My goodness. You're asking more of a chemist <laughs> question, oh, sorry. To chemist <laughs> question to me, but um because a lot of products that we see now is like paraben-free. And at the same time, when we see some articles popping out with the paraben not being a bad items and it is necessary for products to preserve. So it all depends on, I feel like, how is the product reacting to you? Mm-hmm. And it feels like if you, again, you read more about things, the articles, you become more aware, but it comes down to you how is it like affecting you? Is it right. doing anything or not? Skin but um, I would, yeah, it, it is personal, but I would love to hear from Yvonne too, as a chemist, I would want to know what is it, the chemist background of it.
1: Um, I would also say that that's a challenging question because ultimately we want preservatives in skincare to protect the product and protect you as a consumer. I think that sometimes when we, as product developers, and we're trying to find natural products or natural ingredients, then having a preservative um, that fits a lot of these claims that a lot of people want, um, that, that becomes really difficult. So we still have to challenge the system and make sure that we're developing and making it a safe product at the end of the day. Um, I also kind of have some thoughts about that being thinking, why do we need a product to last three years? Does, should it last three years? That's kind of my personal opinion, guys. Like, I mean, you guys can come at me if you want, but I, I wonder if that there's a need or if there's interest in a market where it comes from freshly made skincare, like a fresh tip batch, where when, you know, when you need new groceries, You don't keep it in your fridge for three years. (laughs) You don't expect your food to last three years. You'd go out and buy something new because you had just enough. And so, um, especially a lot of um, the products um, I see on shelves for estheticians when you're freshly making, you have to add the active right before you use it. I think there's something very, very special about that where you don't have to have a chassis last that long where you mix it just right before you use it. And then you have the potency and you can make it fresh next time. Um, when you're not buying 10, you know, 10 pounds of product. (laughs) So I think that there's a really, really unique system and idea there. Uh, When it comes to preservatives, not preservatives, you got to keep it safe. Number one, the second is coming up with a system coming up with a products I think that meets those standards um, but yet still satisfies that the natural beauty the natural wellness that people really want and desire so definitely I think that we should develop something you and me let's
0: go (laughs) that's all you Yvonne (laughs)
1: That's all you that is
0: something
2: everybody will be like very interested on, you know, like how we love freshness and skincare is something that we do use every day and tend to be done pretty quickly and we need to batch like need something. so this is something absolutely will be a great idea,
0: yeah, that's something Yvonne's been talking about for two years now. so I'm still waiting, Yvonne. I'm still waiting for your <laughs> friends. but I will also say if You have a skincare product for three years. You probably don't like it. (laughs) It's time to toss it out.
1: That's a really great point, especially (laughs) with the minimalistic trends. It's very important. (laughs) Use the product. That's money there. There's money there. Use your product, guys. That's what
2: happens most of the time. We fall under like we need this and we need that, and we keep on adding, and we forget about what we already have, and we hardly ever go back. And when it's time for cleaning, that's when we remember. Oh, this is still there in my in my cupboards, in my vanity. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what that's what it's keeping it simple, so you remember, and not only buying things when you are running out of it. Like once you are done with it.
0: So speaking of keeping it simple, Korean beauty has been a huge trend in the US for years now. And I remember in the beginning, it was like 10 or 13 steps routine and now has been minimized to a shorter routine. What's your thought in terms of from a 10 step routine to minimize, let's say like three step routine, or what is your recommendation of number of products you should be using in one routine?
2: Yeah. So um, this is a very good question. I do feel like a lot of people are having confusion on what they need and what they do not. And um, you know, the Korean beauty product, it's amazing. Their steps routine, it's working for them, but that doesn't mean you have to follow that to achieve the certain kind of skincare routine. Again, your skin is different than somebody else's. So you, what you want to do is keeping it simple and add into what you really need. But to keep it simple, you. I feel like you need five products. Those are cleanser, exfoliator, moisturizer, serum, and sunscreen. That will cover you whatever you need. And one of each, not one of many. So keeping it simple <laughs> to what you just need, of one of each kind is all you need and
0: you will be covered by products. And should you keep using the same products over you know extended period of time for the rest of your life, or should you be switching products at a certain period? Is it by age, or is there like a time period that I, like you notice there's you don't see any more changes? Do you should you change to something else, or is it that you know when you know I'm going from my thirties to my forties, at that point I should be changing? What's your opinion on that? Yeah, so changing the product is something
2: I would say it because your skin is not going to be same the entire. <laughs> time. So you do want to make a change, but it depends on also, like, I want to bring in a little bit of nutrition on this. So this is something like when you're using skincare, it's not only about like what you are going through on your external, but also about internal self. So what I am trying to see is you definitely need a change in your um, skincare routine. Once you have that age gap, like from thirties, cause there will be a difference when you are in your teens to twenties to thirties and your skin will become drier more you age. So your skin uh, preference will be more towards like creamy texture once you age, but at the same time, you want to take care of your, your diet as well. And you all know that what is healthy food and what is junk food, that's when it's difficult to help you with your mindset to know like the emotions of what it takes to change your habit. And you want to do that before you start any problem in your body, like in your acnes or your wrinkles and stuff. So all of those things you do change according to the time.
1: In addition to the routines and using the products, um, I was always uh, very impressed with the esthetician's way of even applying products. It's very gentle and it's counted. You count the amount of times, and you're very specific, so you don't uh, you don't miss a space on your your very large body, right? Like on the very large surface area that your skin has. And I was wondering if you could talk more about that because. I I know that when we were even in the lab, um, one of my previous companies, we were noticing that um, culture to culture, like different people have different habits of washing their skin. And in specifically Japan, we noticed that a lot of the women that we were watching had a very gentle face washing technique. They didn't scrub, they didn't rub, they used soft claws and they used um, their weaker fingers so they could make sure they didn't tug or pull their skin, especially as they got older. Um, and of course using more routines um, like washa sha um, and more facial massages to help relax a lot of the muscles that are in your skin too and I, and I know that some of your esthetician techniques probably work on that and I was wondering if you could explain a little bit more about that as well.
2: Yeah definitely so as an esthetician we are more focused on the face and the neck area, and those are what we are licensed for. And when we are starting our skincare routine, so what we do is we always start with a facial of getting off all the makeup out, and we have at least two to three face wash before we start any skincare routine as an exfoliation or serum or anything. So we do make sure that your skin is cleared out. And what we do is we start from the neck and up to the forehead. So we go up on the neck in an awkward motion and then from the chin and the cheeks, and then from the eyes to the forehead, and we have a process. And while I was going through a the training of aesthetician, we followed the Dermalogica process of facial. So that's what how we learned about going it smoothly, surrounding around your eyes, going in circles, and onto your temples. So it's also about relaxing your body too when we are going through the aesthetician facial and massage. And yeah, I do um, remember that you can also do that at home and. And... And I really liked a Japanese way of doing a self massage. I forgot what it's called, but I saw it in YouTube. They had a certain way of doing it while I was searching for the facial massage on YouTube. So yeah, I absolutely believe on the steps as well.
0: And I've also heard when you're applying your skincare, you need to wait a period of time before you put on the next product. I've heard as long as 15 minutes, which seems to be a little too long (laughs) because on five products, I can't wait 15 minutes between each product. What's your recommendation in how long you should be waiting before you apply another product?
2: In real life, if we take a look at it, this is something we hardly ever anybody does because we are all busy with our things to do, right? So I would say if you are using, keeping it simple again, I'm going back. And in the step of applying, you apply your serum and moisturizer and a sunscreen at last. So you apply your serum and then you don't have to really wait for 15 minutes, just wait around the serum it's soaked up and then move on to moisturizer. And then once your moisturizer is applied and put on the sunscreen, you don't really have to wait. I don't wait for 15 minutes to go to another step.
1: I, I think that the one product that I do know that you have to wait for is sunscreen. You want to make sure that sunscreen is completely set um, with its own film formers. You want to make sure you have the barrier completely covered. And then Mm -hmm. you go in with your next step. Usually people go in with makeup or primer afterwards, Mm -hmm. but that's the one thing.
0: (laughs) I think that's with chemical or hybrid sunscreens, right? If it's a natural sunscreen, I think you don't have to wait. But then if it's a chemical, I read if it's a chemical high, high sunscreen, then you should wait 15 minutes before you go outside or apply your makeup. Is that true or is that not true?
1: Um, it, it should be, from what I understand, I think it's really both like it's just sunscreen in general because of the formula um, you still want to be able to have that single barrier where it's it's just your sunscreen because if you start adding products before it's been set um, and the film formers that are naturally in sunscreens not naturally but because they've been added to help stay in your space and not transfer as easily um, you could start moving around the sunscreen and then avoiding protection a lot of the times right like where do you, when you're applying products you're using your fingers so then the sunscreen could get on your fingers and you're starting to remove a lot of the products too much, especially when it comes to sunscreen claims that sometimes people don't use too much um, or even when they're applying product, not really thinking about what products left on your hands afterwards. And did you, did you actually use the amount that you need on your face <laughs> um, or did it go somewhere else? Um, and of course, going down to that neck, which you explained so beautifully, to be able to really make sure that you're protected. Um, not just using the product, that you definitely want to use but also using it correctly
2: and is it the same for the sunscreen with the makeup like a bb cream cc cream
1: oh those that one's tough i've, I've seen different <laughs> those still
0: work i mean there's <laughs> not enough sunscreen in those yeah. products right to i mean it always helps but you should still wear a sunscreen <laughs>
1: yeah like so it is tested so there's enough of the sunscreen active if you will inside the formula but it comes with how people are applying it are you going to be using that much exactly like you're going to be using a lot i think there's a couple youtubers that definitely show how much sunscreen you would need to apply yourself you're like would you use as much makeup if you do that's awesome that's great but if you don't just like you know check yourself (laughs) um and and of course reapplying not forgetting that it's about the reapply it does wear off sometimes whatever you know and especially if you're running if you're exercising so being careful about your protection level um and then constantly being aware of that as well
0: I am terrible at reapplying sunscreen. I will admit right here, especially over makeup. It's really hard to reapply sunscreen over makeup, and I'm worried if I put sunscreen over my makeup, am I then pushing that cosmetics into my skin? Is that a concern, or is that not a concern?
1: Um, in terms of what being is absorbed in your skin, that's that's less of a concern, um, for sure, um, because very few ingredients, I think, can absorb into your pores and into your bloodstream. That doesn't happen in the cosmetics industry. Um, It could happen in drugs. That's why that's limited. Um, But I think that it's really about choosing the right products for you and making sure that sunscreen um, is one that you're happy with, for sure. It's a really tricky area because I think that there definitely should be more research and more transparency. You know so much as an esthetician, for sure, and I think that there's a lot of chemists that know, but having to communicate that to the consumer, I actually think that brand should be doing a better job to be honest (laughs) but Mm -hmm. you know um thank goodness we have influencers and specialists like you um sanja because we we need that we need someone to be able to like check and think like hey let's just stop and think about this for a second and see what products are we actually using and can we use them better in building that routine and even having an esthetician to see like you building that routine to be regular if i see you once i look good for that certain period of time but I got to come back right? Yeah. <laughs> and as a newbie of skincare, how often do you think someone should see an esthetician or see some a specialist like and do a checkup and just see you on a regular basis in addition to a dermatologist?
2: Yeah, so uh, definitely. I feel like this is something as you getting your your health checkup too, right? So something that you, if you do it regularly, you know what's going on with your skin. And more of that, if you are in a budget, I would say like some kind of facial massage that you can do it on your own doing some research on uh, YouTube as well. So that is also going to be helpful. But if you can, then you can at least visit a institution, get your facials done with them per month, I would say.
0: Now, switching gears to nutrition, when you start doing your research to nutrition, what was the biggest surprise that you found? Or, or I should say, what are certain foods that you were surprised by that were causing, you know, more inflammation or anything that's, that will affect your skin?
2: Yeah. So the most thing that I was so, um, surprised about was a yogurt. Okay. So I was helping one of my clients and she was saying, Oh, I am having an acne breakout and I have a good eating habit. in the morning. I eat um, yogurt parfait, some fruits and in um rush, I'll just eat that. And I feel like this is a healthy food. And there is a certain way what type of food will help you. Yogurt is something that we think that we eat in the morning will help you. But actually, if you eat after your meal in your lunchtime, the probiotics from the yogurt to help you digest well. So those are something if you know, like when to eat right, and I'll give you some tips milk is something you drink at night yogurt for the daytime fruits in the morning if you know when to eat right then that will help you with your system like
0: digestion well so why why fruits in the morning and milk at night
2: yeah so something your fruits is filled with antioxidants so in the morning when you eat fruit your system will be energized with those berries and um bananas in the morning and milk in the night is something that helps with like warming your body and before it helps you soothe down before you go to bed so that's what it helps with yogurt for lunch because it helps with your digestion
0: now does it have to be cow milk or could it be plant-based milk
2: i would say choose whichever but honestly i go with uh, the plant-based milk because i'm a vegetarian Dairy is a little bit difficult for our body to digest, but for someone who is trying to start with their nutrition well, then I would say take a small step than taking a big lip because once you do go extreme, you are not ready yet and you'll fall back down again quickly. So that's why you always want to take a small steps of what you are doing.
0: Yes. Small stepping goals not the giant leap, which yes. we fail every single time.
2: <laughs> you always go back to normal when you take to do the detox right away and it works for a week and uh, two weeks maybe. And then once you're done with that, you go back to normal. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a detox and not your giant
0: burger afterwards. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what happens. That's why it's so important to work on your mindset before you start any of your skincare routine or diet routine. That's what I help with. Beginning of the month, at least for a month, I help them with their mindset, changing their affirmation of nighttime routine, morning routine, why you need all of those things, taking care of your body. Why do you need all of those? So changing your habit is one of the difficult things. So that's why you need most of the time when you start with that
0: and like skincare nutrition is also very personalized right because i used to always tell people you know cucumbers go for your skin or tomatoes are good for your skin and then i found out you know my sister-in-law did a gut biome test she found out that she shouldn't be eating cucumbers or tomatoes when you have a new client would you suggest for them to take a gut test to figure out you know what they should be consuming and what they should not be consuming
2: So yeah, before I take in any clients, there is an intake form where we go through about the food allergies. What are the things that you've been eating? What are the things that you have not been eating? Like, what is it that your diet looks like? And from there, we take changes at one at a time, because when you take a look at it, it can be is it that cucumber is giving you the problem? Or is it that you are eating something else with that is giving you the problem? So it's, it's, not a straight answer to it. There is no straight answer to yes or no, but it depends on what is the situation going on. So that's why when I'm taking a look at your food habits, your eating habits, I'm taking a look at your whole lifestyle so that it's more of a connection of trying to know what your situation is than just what you were eating.
0: Let's say for someone that is on a budget and you know they don't have the money to spend to take any kind of gut tests, what can they do at home to observe whether a food is good for them or not? In this case, what I
2: would say is choose the product that is less of a processed. So chips versus going for a whole food. So you know which one is better there. So it's an easy way to find the difference between the two products. And you always compare between which one is better. So is it the chips that I am getting cheetos is better or is it the chips that i'm getting the lentil one is better you always want to choose the better one and if the lentil chips is better or the whole food it's simple it's very simple and you know the answer right so you choose always the better one
0: i know the answer i'll still need your service because i choose that's
2: (laughs) yeah exactly that's that's the emotion that's the the pleasure that you get from the taste right so That is the difficult part. Health food
0: needs to taste better. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And certainly the source has definitely improved my eating habits because when I was buying groceries um, and vegetables from the, the regular supermarket, my local Safeway, I didn't enjoy the taste of those vegetables because they, they actually tasted like nothing. It wasn't until I started supporting my local farms using a CSA box that I started realizing, wow, I actually, I like vegetables. It's not a problem at all. So in that sense, but I felt like I was depriving myself of natural vitamins just purely because of a taste issue. And not all vegetables from each supermarket are, are well, apples to apples, <laughs> sorry for the pun, but sometimes there is a, a level of difference. And I was wondering if you also have suggestions on where the source comes from as well. Um, do you also recommend looking at um, natural vendors versus a typical general supermarket for vegetables?
2: Definitely go with your convenience, I would say. But if you have a choice, then I would always say to support the local, that you are not only supporting them, but the choices that you will be getting from them will be a lot better than just going through the traditional chain supermarket. Because the process of food that goes into it, it's like a bunch of food and you know the food is something that you always eat fresh but locally it's very small mom and pop shop they have direct connection with the farmers and also going to the farmer's market that would be a good suggestion because that way you are con- directly connecting to the farmers too.
0: I remember when I came to America I was like oh my god the fruits and vegetables are here huge and I take a bite I'm like there's no flavor <laughs> and now I forgot what the, a tomato should taste like until I grew my own. I'm like, oh my God, now I remember why you should love tomatoes. So there's a huge difference being an organic, grown with love vegetable than something that's you know shipped to a grocery store because those vegetables are picked before they're even fully ripe. And there takes up to sometimes a month for shipping. So they're being refrigerated. and Anybody who knows um, about vegetables, something like the tomato, you should never put in a refrigerator because it loses flavor the minute it hits the refrigerator. So. All these things definitely have an impact and vegetables taste great if you buy them locally from local grown
2: sources. Yeah, there is a huge difference in taste to like locally grown versus the refrigerated and um, taking it long from the chain store. Definitely
0: yeah. taste de- and different. during the season, right? Yes. We should be eating when something's in season and not when something is not in season.
2: Yeah. So locally, if you go to the local store, I do have a local store around my area. And especially during the season, you get seasoned vegetables and fruits. That's something I always look for. And there's a thing of patiently waiting, right? So to eat that, you have to wait another year. So you will love the taste of it, you know? So instead of just getting everything right in front of you. So definitely choosing the local and if possible grow on your own like at least a mint or something on your yard it's not it doesn't take that lo- that much effort to grow on on your
0: own. So also nutrition, what about lifestyle especially with the pandemic we're all home we're sitting in our computer all the time. there's concerns about blue light aging your skin you know and then there's pollution outside. Do you think this also contributes to the health of our skin?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. When it comes to lifestyle, our body is so miracle. Whenever it's giving you a signal, any issues that you're seeing on top of your skin, it's hitting you that point saying like, Hey, I need your attention here. Take a look at it, you know, and we are just taking it for granted, just looking, Oh, I have a pimple here. I need to solve it. But internally, is it because of your things that your food habits, or is it that you're stressed? Are you depressed or having an overworkload? All of those things. And those things will show up on your skin too. And that's also a sign of telling you that you need a change. You need to relax. Lifestyle is definitely related with your skin health. If you get dry skin, it's not only about the weather, but also are you drinking enough water? Are you hydrated? So your lifestyle definitely depends on it. Yeah,
0: and I need to think about it. I have dry skin. I need to, I need to keep hydrating. Um, what about sleep? How many hours of sleep should we be getting, not just for you know the health of our body and our mind, but for our skin? Do you sleep at
2: least a one hour before you go to bed? No phones. This is something I help people with their habits because that hour, it's it's so important because when you are in front of phone before going to bed, that extend your hour and you fall asleep just looking at it, getting tired, not really getting the time for yourself, right? So sleep, it's necessary. And at least like getting a seven to eight hours of sleep is something that our body is needed. I would say like going before bed, writing a journal, Taking time to appreciate your whole day that will help you grant you that whatever you did the entire day to be thankful. And you will be getting so much of good sleep and waking up early in the morning, just being thankful that you're alive, you know. So this is something I that I practice every day, and that's what I've become a different person now, like being very, very thankful for whatever comes and just love my life.
0: That's great. <laughs> I've definitely noticed if I look at my, my phone or my computer past 9 p.m., I tend to have insomnia issues for the rest of the night. So for me now, I try to close everything before 9 and, and I'll still watch TV or sometimes i read. Mostly I watch TV, but I try not to look at my phone or my computer because that's definitely I noticed a pattern there.
2: Yeah, most of the time, especially now because of the COVID, everything is online, not only us, like kids are on their laptop, on their phone, like working on there. So it has definitely become more digitalized, but you need the discipline to be able to take care of yourself. Otherwise, if you don't put up the time, then instead of you using the phone, phone will start using you.
0: (laughs) Very true.
2: So yeah, we need to be careful on that.
0: I know. um, In our previous discussion, you have talked about your launching your free workshop and your coaching. I am signed up. Can you tell? Yeah, (laughs) me too. So, can you um, give us and our audience a little bit more information on what they can expect and when can they expect your workshop to be live? Yeah, this actually this workshop that I was planning to
2: host is this Friday, and um, I was trying to do this so that I can simply educate people about what their basic needs are for skincare and the top three mistakes that they are doing and just Educating them about skincare is not only about the product, but it's the routine you do and keeping it simple. Whatever I've shared with you on this, this is what I will teach people. And about the program, I'm launching it soon. And I I think by next month, it will be on and I'm doing a one-on-one to group coaching consultation. So where I'll be helping people with a 12 weeks of program, that's almost three months. I'll help them with their mindset, with the nutrition and simplifying their skincare routine in this three
0: months. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I thought you just just on the skin, but it's also the mind, the body. So it's like total holistic health.
2: Yeah, that's why I wanted to, because this is something you cannot just work on one aspect, right? It's connected with everything. If I just give you the products here, this is going to help you, then it's not going to truly help you. And I will not be able to be, satisfied myself because I'm giving you just a half of the answer. And, you know, so this is a holistic approach. And I feel that um, I do want to pursue my career as being a holistic skin coach.
0: That's amazing. I am definitely very excited for your, (laughs) your workshop. We'll sign up for this Friday to watch it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and we are pre-recording. So this episode will mostly likely go up a month later. Mm-hmm. Will you have more workshops coming up? Yeah, definitely. There
2: is something. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, there is something that I'll be always uh suggesting and giving some advice there. And I also have a YouTube channel, Skincare with Sajana. And I am planning to go live uh every Friday um on my YouTube channel. So you You can catch me there and I'll update you on new uh, workshop that I'll be doing because this is something I just love to give the free advice and just, I don't know, I just love to share what I know. So you will be getting uh, the free workshop and definitely we'll be talking about the program too.
0: That's amazing. I cannot wait. So aside from uh, YouTube, how can our audience follow you?
2: You can follow me on Instagram. And if you want, you can um, go to my uh, website, skincarewithsajana.com. There you can send me a message. Uh, You can always email me at skincarewithsajana at gmail.com.
0: Okay. And we'll link all of that in our show notes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sajana, for coming on to talk about this really fun topic. I learned a lot. I thought I knew skincare already, (laughs) but I learned a lot. So I cannot wait to attend your workshop. I'm sure I'll learn a lot more. It, it was my pleasure and it's it's a fun topic.
2: It's always something I am enthusiastically helping and sharing and talking and never stop talking <laughs> about this. Yeah, but um, I will be more than happy to help you if you have any questions for that.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. All right, thank Bye-bye. you so much.